0: Have you ever had that longing feeling for a time when things just seemed easier or even better than they are now? It's called nostalgia, and we know that it's a universal experience for all humans. But does it have any true value? Or is nostalgia just a distraction that keeps us stuck in the past? It's time to take a walk down memory lane. It's time to get educated. Welcome everyone to Educated, a podcast that breaks down the walls of higher education with easy-to-follow academic discussion in psychology and related topic areas. My name is Mario Roquetta, and in this episode, we're going to discuss something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that's the topic of nostalgia. No word of a lie, I am constantly finding myself thinking about the old days, and reminiscing either with family or friends or even by myself about memories of simpler times. The reality, though, is I know I'm not alone in this. Research has shown us that nostalgia is a feeling that many of us know very well, some more so than others, but nevertheless that it's a pretty ubiquitous phenomenon. In other words, different people across different cultures, at different times in history even, have all experienced nostalgic feelings. And if you need any type of assurance that nostalgia is still alive and well in 2020, look no further than the entertainment industry where Countless old TV shows are being rebooted and where bands from long ago are going back on tour There's just this whole sort of retro component that makes up a large portion of our day-to-day lives Now before we can further dive into the concept of nostalgia It's important that we clarify it or more clearly define it to make sure that we're all on the same page by name The term nostalgia was coined over 300 years ago, and it actually originated as a way of looking at homesickness. Over the years, though, through semantic drift, our usage of the word has changed, and now we more so refer to nostalgia as a longing feeling for something from the past. According to Dr. Christine Baccio, an expert in the field of nostalgia, there's ultimately two kinds of nostalgic experiences that we can have. The first is called historical nostalgia, and this is where someone has an emotional attachment or a longing for a certain period of history, even if that period predates their own birth. The second kind of nostalgic experience is through what we call personal nostalgia. And this is where an individual has an emotional attachment or experiences a longing for particular aspects of their life or past that they've actually lived through and have stored in their memory. Keep in mind, these two experiences of nostalgia are not one in the same, and we can actually experience one or the other or both at any given time. So now with nostalgia being more clearly defined and with these two types of nostalgic experiences in mind, the question for us is really whether nostalgia serves any type of psychological purpose. What the research shows is that nostalgia, in fact, does help us in several ways. And I want to look at two of them in particular right now. The first way that nostalgia helps us, a primary function for nostalgic feelings, is that nostalgia works as sort of an emotional experience that helps to unify or unite our sense of self, our identity over a period of time. You and I are constantly evolving. We're constantly changing as people. And so what nostalgia does is it helps to keep who we are at our core, in check by unifying where we've been with where we currently are and by giving us a sense of direction as to where we want to head in the future. A second function that nostalgia serves is to help us with socialization. Humans by nature are social beings and nostalgia is a great way for us to stay connected to the bonds that we formed over the years with the most important people in our lives, whether it's family, friends, classmates, lovers, and so on. In this way, from a purely social standpoint, nostalgia is actually viewed as a very healthy experience. The thing is, a lot of people view it in the opposite way. They might see nostalgia as being not so healthy. And the reason for this view is likely due to the fact that the experience of nostalgia is often looked at as a bittersweet one. The sweet comes from remembering the best of times in life, when things were good. The bitter, of course, comes from the irreversibility of time. In other words, we're remembering good times, but those times are done, those days are in the past, and they can never be replicated. According to many experts in the field, though, this bitter component should never be looked at as a negative thing at all. In fact, it's likely what implicitly keeps us from wanting to stay in the past during times when we're finding ourselves reminiscing and longing for those warm and fuzzy experiences of days gone by. So if you're ever worried that allowing yourself to get nostalgic is, you know, going to keep you stuck in the 80s or something, don't worry. Go ahead and allow yourself to feel the nostalgia. The research says that you're safe and will very much so continue to bounce back into the present day. Now, there's no denying that nostalgia serves these real important psychological functions. But what we might also wonder is why? Why do we turn to nostalgia to serve us in these ways? Why is nostalgia the driving force for so many of us? In this case, research shows us that nostalgia is the experience of choice because it's an emotional experience through which we can ultimately feel a sense of control over our lives especially during times of change or transition, which is when nostalgia happens for a great majority of us. Any type of change in life, good or bad, is stressful. And in that stress, whether it's a happy time like a wedding or a sad moment like a funeral or even a sort of mixed emotion time like upgrading your family home, there's this threat of the unknown staring us in the face. And with the unknown comes a lack of control. Nostalgia as an emotional experience brings us comfort in times like these. And it can even remind us that though we don't know what the future holds, we do know where we've been and know who we are. And that's a pretty powerful thing. Nostalgia also tends to happen, like I said, not just during times of change, but during any type of real high-profile moment. And in this way, it serves as a vehicle through which our brain can keep track of things and monitor our progress through life. Think about a graduation ceremony where a mother watches her child walk across the stage to get their diploma mom is likely being flooded at this time with nostalgic memories from when johnny was just a little boy and needed help tying his shoes and riding his bike and look at how big he's he's grown and how far he's come and all of that type of jazz again in this case the nostalgic feelings sort of serve as a measurement tool that helps our brains to make sense of the progression of life Now, ultimately, the research paints nostalgia in such a positive light because it's mostly viewed as a positive experience. It's also perhaps a contagious or infectious experience, especially when a group of people have a shared experience that they can reminisce and be nostalgic over together. Think about when you and your old high school crew get together and reminisce about the old days or the way in which sports fans, particularly fans of a same team, can sit around for hours on end talking about their favorite players from the past, favorite games in history, and so on. The key here is in nostalgia's pro-social aspects and the power of the shared experience the best way for nostalgic feelings to be contagious is to share them with those who have lived the same or at least similar experiences as you. Now, of course, we have to be responsible with our look at any topic, and that includes nostalgia. So while the research has certainly shown us an overwhelming positivity associated with it, there are a few things to consider on the flip side. One such thing is the concept of the good old days and how the sweetness of nostalgia can sometimes sort of idealize a particular time or make us look at a particular era and only see it from the one side. I think about how a lot of people might look back to the 1950s and focus on it as being a time of wholesome family values that sort of leave it to beaver culture. But they failed to acknowledge, for example, that racial issues were still very much going on at the time. I mean, many Southern whites in the 1950s were enrolling their children in all-white segregation academies and using violence and intimidation to keep people of color from asserting their rights. So, with nostalgia, it's important that we caution how the good old days may just be a construct And not necessarily a matter of absolute truth, because it's all about what we choose to focus on. And nostalgia tends to lead us in the direction of romanticizing certain periods of time by focusing solely on the warm and fuzzy. With that said, nostalgia, as we've already discussed, continues to be alive and well in our world. And there's some research happening right now that's indicating the importance and value of nostalgia more so than ever because we live in such a digital age where more people, especially young adults, are spending more time physically alone even though they're connected with others 24-7 through social media. This overall lack of face-to-face memories being formed nowadays could be what's Keeping all of us longing for that sort of retro feel, wanting to bring back those old TV shows and go see our old favorite bands on tour, because they remind us of a time where perhaps we felt less lonely or more engaged with the communities of people around us. Now, in terms of the experience of nostalgia and whether age affects that, you might think that Elderly people are more likely to experience nostalgic feelings, but studies have shown that an elderly person, unless they're going through a decline in physical health or having some type of specific abilities diminish, they're actually not as likely to experience nostalgia as, say, young adults. And the reason for this goes back to what I explained about change and nostalgia happening hand in hand young adulthood is such a pivotal time in development where we're sort of reaching backward to our childhood and holding on to that while also at the same time trying to reach forward toward a future of independence so it really does make sense that this scary and unknown time of young adulthood would bring about an increase in nostalgic feelings for that age group as for me i'm certainly not a young adult anymore But here I am, nostalgic on the daily for things that evoke feelings of innocence, feelings of joy, and feelings of excitement and feelings of delight. The key word here is feelings. And I've recently had it explained to me that nostalgia as a feeling is something that I'm currently experiencing and therefore it's actually very alive and very well. And I never realized that the safety that comes with these feelings for me and for you, well, that's something that doesn't just stay in the past. It's something that never dies. And it's something that no one can ever take away. And it's likely something that even the best of academic research could never fully explain. So with that said, Until you join me next time on Educated, join me right now in taking a stroll down memory lane. Let's allow ourselves to look through some scholastic books, to read our old love letters, and to always remember that even if the good moments of the past are here and gone, the safe feelings associated with them are here to stay.